water that truly satisfies, not just for a day or a night, but for a life and for all eternity. And I have some reasons, some hard facts, some substantial evidence that I want to leave with you tonight, because this is not just a cliché that Jesus satisfies. It is really true. The Lord Jesus Christ satisfies our thirst for peace with God. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher, and today we're going to be looking at the Lord's interview with the woman at the well, the woman to whom he promised life everlasting that would spring up within her own soul. And out of this comes the message of the Christian's satisfaction in the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything in this world satisfies for a little bit. A new car, a new home. There are many things that have their fleeting enjoyments. The vacation, the uh, holiday, the trip, the new friend. and But everything sort of waxes and wanes. It sort of dries up. But the life that the Lord Jesus promised to this woman is the satisfying power of the gospel. And it satisfies the cravings of the human heart for God. Did you know that everyone is born religious? Doesn't matter where you travel in the world, doesn't matter what people you study or culture, they are God-minded. They are religious. They are some ways superstitious. They have this sense of a higher power that they are not just in this world alone without some influence. Now, the Bible teaches us that God is the creator, and he is the one who made man, and he made us in his image. And in doing so, he made us upright. He made us with a moral compass We call that our conscience, which tells us when we do right and wrong. And even a little baby will blush when it does something uh, cheeky or nasty. And this teaches us that man's heart is spiritual. And nothing can uh, really fill the human heart but God himself. God has put eternity into the heart of man And only God can fill that aching void. Now, I'm sure that you have times when you feel very down, very depressed, very discouraged, and you see the vanity and the emptiness of this world. There is so little that really satisfies your thinking or your soul. Well, the Lord Jesus is the one. He is God's satisfier. He is given that he will dwell in our hearts. 
that he will be that water of life springing up, bringing us wonderful joy. And I assure you that when you are born again, and if you are born of the Spirit, you will have joy unspeakable. Now, we say it that way because how do you express it? How do you quantify it? How do you even put it into words when you are given this wonderful joy of God's salvation? The Bible speaks in terms of wells of salvation, and there is the underground well supplying the water that it, it constantly comes to the fore. And this is the experience of the Christian, even after a long life of serving the Lord in many different situations, meeting trials and troubles, even as we face sickness or death, the peace of God that passeth understanding becomes the portion of the Christian. And I want you to have that. I want you to enjoy peace with God. I want you to no longer be flummoxing about from one thing to the next, but to come as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and to know the power of the gospel in your very soul. Jesus said, He that believeth in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And that simply is the Bible's language for your inner life, that in your depths of your soul, there will be untold peace and satisfaction. And that's our message today. As we go to the pulpit ministry of our church, we're going to be looking at Jesus, the satisfier of your soul. So stay tuned as we go now to the pulpit ministry, as we let the Bible speak. Last week I read the account of a little Muslim girl in a Middle Eastern country. It's the story of a girl learning about the name Jesus. Her father was a professor, a man of reading and learning, and she asked him, questions. Who is this man called Jesus? He was able to give her some information. One thing that he did know, contrary to the Muslim practice, is that the Lord Jesus favors women. He protects women and has elevated womanhood up out of the gutters of misery. That little girl took a deep interest in the Lord Jesus. She was able to search online and listen and learn about Jesus, the Son of God. She learned of his cross work. Now, the Muslim faith states that Jesus didn't really die, and therefore he didn't really rise again from the dead. But this little girl believed and she told her father, and he said, that's all right, dear, as long as you keep it quiet. And she has gone on to enjoy the Lord Jesus. That reminded me of how good we have it in the Western world. 
and when we have a heritage of the gospel where we know the Lord Jesus. But I wonder tonight, is he really precious to you? Or is that just a name, a piece of history, one that is talked about, and perhaps you've never really entered into the wonder of who he truly is. You may have heard that cliche over and over, perhaps from childhood, Jesus satisfies. Well, I'm here tonight to tell you that it's true. After 48 years a Christian, and after a life of seeking to serve the Lord with all my heart and strength, I say tonight that it's true. The Lord Jesus truly satisfies. Maybe you are not there yet. Maybe you are hearing the voice of the world that is calling you to look after and seek after the pleasure of this world and all its entertainment. And they are real. They are real invitations, real lures to your perhaps young mind. And they are calling you to go the way of the world and to depart from this historic Christianity and this narrow way of discipleship of the Lord Jesus. And tonight you might be torn. You might be wondering what is the right way to go. You don't want to waste your life. You don't want to spend years in vanity and emptiness. And that is a good perspective, a good search to take. But tonight I am your advocate that the Lord Jesus truly satisfies the human heart. And if you are thirsty for fulfillment, thirsty for that best of pleasures, then tonight I want you to listen up. We start here with this woman at the well. We read there in verse 13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. There are many things in this world that are temporary fixes. They quench thirst for the hour, the moment, the crisis. And therefore there are people that go on living from crisis to crisis, falling back on the crutches of life. But they have never yet tasted the water that flows from the Savior. Verse 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Now, I want you to get beyond the imagery of the water, the water pot, the well. And this woman coming at noon, seeking water for herself, returning home. And she meets the Lord Jesus. Let's get out of the practical, physical water to this promise of the Lord Jesus. Water 
that wells up from within. Water that comes out of the life of the Lord Jesus, the Son of God. Water that truly satisfies, not just for a day or a night, but for a life and for all eternity. And I have some reasons, some hard facts, some substantial evidence that I want to leave with you tonight, because this is not just a cliché that Jesus satisfies. It is really true. The Lord Jesus Christ satisfies our thirst for peace with God, for peace with God. This woman was sinful. She had a horrid life and was living in misery with a man that wasn't even her husband after having had five husbands. Peace of soul was something that she could not have because the Bible tells us that sin separates from God. There is no one that can walk in the muck and mire of sin and walk with God. There has to be deliverance. There has to be a mighty work in hearts. And that's what causes soul thirst. Because the law of God is written upon your heart. And while the Ten Commandments are in the Bible, and whether you can or cannot find them in the Bible in Exodus 20, they're also written upon the fleshy table of your heart. And you know instinctively, you know in your own heart what is right and wrong. You are a moral being created in God's image and likeness, in uprightness, and you know the path of sin is away from God, and that brings misery. And therefore, your conscience cannot be silent without being right with God. And in every human heart, there is the need. I have to be careful how I word this, because if I say there is the quest for peace with God, that may not be accurate and it might be misleading. But there is certainly the need whether sinners realize it or not. And if you're here tonight and you confess, I have a deep-seated need that this world cannot fill, that pleasure cannot deal with, I need to be delivered from the great guilt of sin. Well, I have wonderful news for you tonight that the Lord Jesus is the one that has made peace with God for us. He purchased it at the cross. And if I dare play on the words, when our Lord Jesus cried out on the cross, I thirst, he thirsted that he might quench your thirst that he might bring into your life the God need of your soul, 
the spiritual need of turning you into one who was right with God. And we're told in Colossians 1.20, and we had that chapter for our message this morning, Colossians 1.20, having made peace by the blood of the cross. Now tonight we are not peacemakers, we are peacetakers. We do not make ourselves ready to make peace with God. We come in our emptiness. We come in our misery. We come in our wretchedness. And we turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I take what you purchased on that cross for my soul. And that becomes the very ground of peace. Now, that peace is a gift. And that's the wonder of the gospel. The difference between man-made religion, works religion, and the gospel is just two words. Do and done. You don't do anything to bring that peace into your soul. Because anything you try to do will be wretched and miserable. You simply confess, nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. And that's the grounds of peace. It's by faith and it's by a gift. Now that's the guilt part of your thirst. Then there is the poison part of your thirst. Being children of Adam, there is the poison of sin within our natures. Now you could, I've never even been near anyone doing this, but I hear it's possible to defang a snake. That means to make it incapable of biting and transmitting poison to its victim. But you can defang the snake, but you can't change its nature. And it will still want to bite. It's a serpent. It's a rebel. And even though the Lord Jesus can take away our guilt, the poison of sin and all the guilt of it and all the hell of it, which he endured on the cross. You still need a new heart. And that's what the Lord Jesus does. There has to be this coinciding of the cancelling out of sin and the coming into your life, a new nature, to be born again and given a God-like nature that no longer rebels but loves the Lord. And you can even begin then to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. That's called in Romans 8.16, sonship. We are born as sons and we can call our heavenly father Abba. We are now in the family with his new nature. And everyone that is born again 
loves God. I don't have to read the Bible far to to prove that one. And those who are born again and love God will love the brethren, those who are likewise redeemed and saved. And by this power of the Lord Jesus, wives get new husbands. They're changed. The old nature goes and the new nature comes in. Husbands get new wives. The one who was miserable, perhaps a little like this woman at the well. What a terrible life history she had. But the Lord can change women. And I was just reminded of how this woman was changed. If you go on down to verse 39. Now we're going away beyond how this story ends, and the testimony of this woman in Samaria. And through her, through the power of the gospel and and Christ in her, many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman. Now, that woman was not changed. Who would ever have listened to her? When she rushed back into that town, without her water pot, by the way, she left it behind. And she announced, come see a man that told me all things that ever I did. What a testimony. And they went out and they saw the man. And they believed. Not just for her testimony. But they beheld the man. That's the power of the Lord to change. And that's the satisfaction that you need in your heart tonight. Drink, worldly friends, money, lust, prodigal living, maybe that temporary fix. It might cloud the mind for an hour or a night. You'll waken up with a hangover, and you'll be another day nearer a lost eternity. But tonight, if you come to Christ, if you put your trust in the Lord Jesus, this this man at the well, this Son of God, he will change you completely. He did it to me. That's why I'm his advocate tonight. And it wasn't something temporary. I've lived long enough now as a Christian to be able to say that this is the power of the Lord. Some of my friends and those who were on the farm who worked with me gave me six weeks. They were quite generous, by the way. Some might not have given that long. Six weeks. Forty-eight years later, I'm here tonight and advocate that the Lord Jesus truly satisfies. And I know that there are so many here tonight that can say amen to that. Would you say amen for me? Amen. It's true.
You have been listening to Let the Bible Speak, and this is Pastor Ian Golliher. I hope that today that you have been encouraged to trust in the Lord as your Savior. This is your need, and this is the good news of the gospel, that it meets the need of the human heart. I have in my hand here a little booklet called A New Beginning, and it sets out the way of God's salvation. It first of all presents our need, our burden of sin, our guilt and condemnation without peace with God. But our Lord Jesus came into the world that we might have eternal life. And the question is, how may you receive Christ as your Savior? In page 12, 13, and into uh, 14, we have, how may you receive Christ as your Savior? Recognize your need to be saved. Acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that he alone is able to save. Accept and act upon the promises of the gospel. And then you come to confessing your sin, trusting in the merits of Christ, and the fact that repentance is absolutely necessary. You must come to hate sin, to flee from it, and plead mercy because of your sins. Now, I would happily send this book to you. And if you give me a call or send me an email, I will put this in the mail to you. In fact, we have an offer of uh, 10 copies of this booklet, A New Beginning, for $25 that people may give them out to their family and friends. And that will help us with the mailing and help us here cover some cause that let the Bible speak as we seek to get the gospel out across Canada. A new beginning, and it's all yours if you put, uh, give it, let us know, and we'll be glad to send you a free copy or 10 copies for $25. But let's close our program today in prayer. Father, we thank thee today for the gospel, this good news that God is a God of infinite mercy and so greatly loved the souls of men, women, young people that you sent your Son to be our Savior. And we rejoice in the work, the person, the death of the Lord Jesus Christ for our souls. And I pray that you will lead hearers to the gospel today to trust and rest their soul salvation in the Lord. May you grant them faith, give them a, a genuine hatred of all sin, and to be delivered from the guilt of sin by the cleansing of Jesus' precious blood. O Lord, wilt thou have great mercy to call souls to faith and trust that they may enjoy this gift of eternal life. Now hear prayer and be with us today. Receive our praises through the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca 
CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music.